Because you know I'm all about that rape, about that rape, no resid. I'm all about that rape, about that rape, no powers. I'm all about that rape, about that rape, no mouthing. I'm all about that rape, about that rape. Yeah, rate of fires in A9.2. And I can make it, make it, it's not that hard to do. Cause I got that good luck that all the guys crave and all the right roles and all the right faces. You'll see my machine guns working at ROF. You know my luck's unreal. I just can't make it stop. When I get lucky, rate runs. I use them up by shooting up all your kill stacks from the bottom to the top. Yeah, my mentor, he told me, don't worry about the sound. He says, boy, it's like a little more shooting in a firefight. You know, with ordnance, guns, and MGs, I get right with them all. So defeating you in two turns won't take very long. Because you know I'm all about that rate, about that rate, no resid. I'm all about that rate, about that rate, no towers. I'm all about that rate, about that rate, no nothing. I'm all about that rate, about that rate. I'm bringing shooty back. So many shots, you'll have a heart attack. So when we're playing, I know I'll squish you back. But I'm here to tell you, gonna shoot up all your kill stacks from the bottom to the top. Yeah, my mentor, he told me to worry about the sand. He says, boys like a little more shooty and a firefight. You know I will get a one on the colored diamond I roll. Just letting you know my rate runs can last all year long Because you know I'm all about that rate, about that rate, no resid I'm all about that rate, about that rate, no power I'm all about that rate, about that rate, no mouthing I'm all about that rate, about that rate Because you know I'm all about that rate, about that rate, no resid I'm all about that rate, about that rate, no power I'm all about that rape, about that rape, no mouthing. I'm all about that rape, about that rape, because you know I'm all about that rape, about the rape. I'm all about that rape, about that rape, no trouble. I'm all about that rape, about that rape, no trouble. I'm all about that rape, about that rape. Ooh, I'm all about that rape. you like this rate? Hey. Happy Halloween. Hey, what's it's that voice Halloween. in here? Sneaking in the back door of the foxhole. Look at that. How about that? For the second time in a row, the boys Rick's came filter. back. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I do have one complaint, though. Uh, the, the air traffic coming uh, to O'Hare at the uh-huh. hotel just kept me up at night. I'm sorry. It, it is a problem. I'm sorry. The Next time we will complaint. put you at the uh, downtown, okay. at the Four Seasons okay. downtown. Okay. Well, right but by, then right the gunshots the... will keep you up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, that's the south side, not downtown yet. <laughs> they're, they're moving. They're moving their way yeah. north. Yeah, they, thanks, thanks everybody, for coming back. Did you get room back. service with that and everything, Bill? No, no. I didn't, want, I didn't want to run up the bill. I see. I just, well, that's nice of you. Yeah. How's the tent in the backyard, Rich? Well, you know, you guys could, uh, you know, bring me a pillow or, you know. It's up to Jeff. Bug spray. I drive home every night. How about some bug spray? You know what I do is I I water the ground real heavily before I set up the tent so it's a little softer. Okay, well, (laughs) there you go. It's working. Yeah. (laughs) You're succeeding. Always thinking about you. Yes, I'm grateful. So Rich Spilkey is here. Bill Forg is here. Will is here. Dave is here. I'm here. Are you, though? I'm sort of here. Tito's is here. Yep. So <laughs> everything is good. And we're back for another exciting episode of the Two Half Squads. 
the one and only podcast dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world. I'm Dave. I'm Jeff. I'm Bill. I'm Will. And I'm Rich. That's Rich. Although I'm, I'm not wealthy, but I am Rich. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the two apps. So you can tell the voices apart. Yeah. But, but Rich, you have friends. So that makes, that you, know, makes that's you doubly true. rich. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I think true. I know why you make me sleep out in the tent now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Because wasn't it episode 100 where Robin chewed me out for not putting the toilet seat down properly yeah. Yeah, on, that was, on the program? Yeah. And now I'm not allowed back in the house? That's right. She so. doesn't know you're here. Okay, better yeah. be quiet. And we thank you for using the bushes. It's really appreciated. Especially the neighbors. Yeah. Very much appreciated. I'll wait till it's dark. So it's good to see you guys again. What brings you back? Yeah, so much fun the first we, time. Yeah, really. Couldn't wait to get back. Our door is always open. So it's and we appreciate glad, it. Glad, glad you could be here again. Gracious and, hosts. Yeah. We've, what are we talking about tonight, Dave? You had a plan. Well, Dave had a plan. Yeah, we don't want to do banter, right? Now we can't waste show air time for our banter we a little when banter. we have these guys here. Well, I had. Well, then I attended a wedding in a barn. <laughs> Did Been you have to bring your own shotgun? No, a wedding in a barn. Yeah, the, the, the farmer was marrying two pigs together, so we went down for the wedding. Wow, it was really really strange. No, our friends <laughs> had rented the barn. It's mm-hmm. probably this cool young. You would know, Will, right? Young oh, people yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and I had my aunt and uncle. Well, it wasn't in the barn that they got married, but uh, well, they got married outside by the pond. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The reception well, was the, in the, the barn. The it was a farm. Is it was a bed yes. and breakfast, and they do the whole weekend. And yeah, Paxton, nice. Illinois. We yeah. drove two and a half hours to get to this. Yeah. Not a really great idea, kids. But um, why they? Who? I bet a, two a lot and a half guess, hours too far to go for somebody's we, un, unlimited, endless, eternal happiness. You mean you see them ruin of their freedom and life but <laughs> it's okay will it's not like that no it's not like that will ask me i'm i'm always praising my wife right jeff oh does she listen no yes that's why <laughs> <laughs> so they rented a barn in paxton illinois and yeah the whole family went we two and a half hour drive down rich's kids are going to get married in the tent <laughs> I actually, Rich we actually likes stayed the tent in the so tent much. at the barn in the family when we were. Uh, <laughs> Did you we, really? Yes, yeah. Well, it was in, in Pennsylvania, so okay. it was a long haul. Yeah, and, and they set up the nice little white scaffolding yeah. outside with a rocky and some flowers. The people had developed an area where people mm-hmm. can get married out there, obviously. Yeah. And then the reception was in the barn, right? Yeah. And it, uh, in the hay, we were in the hayloft. Mm-hmm. Uh, play, I kept saying, place smells like a barn in here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I felt like you, Jeff, when I kept making that joke. And um, the I'm going to take that as a compliment you, you do, because you I just I'm looking for compliments. No cow yeah. tipping. But we were waiting in line for the bathroom. They had just this mm-hmm. portable outhouse, but a very nice one with like the nicest outhouses. It was like metal, so it was pretty permanent. Mm-hmm. I think it was permanently nice. installed there. Yeah, metal. And but the lines, of course, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. and I'm like I said, we're standing there for a while, and I said to this guy, these guys that look over and go. Is, it, is that occupied? Because, you know, if it, and you guys are in line, there is the cornfield over there. That's where I'm going next. So, but it was just Did they, of, Was there a bathroom attendant? No. Or like to hand you a no, towel no, or anything no, like that? No. No. And apparently we talked to the grooms. Oh, and this also, talk about life cycles. You know, you start off, you're a little kid and you play a lot. And then you grow up and you're front, you go to weddings because you're married, your mm-hmm. friends get married, you got all these weddings. Then you don't have any. This is going to happen. Well, trust me. And then you're going to have no weddings for like decades, right? Well, then you get a christening. We're not going to have any weddings for decades. And baptisms. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Then you start going to birthdays, but you know, it doesn't really count. I don't like the way this story ends, but go ahead. That is exactly right. (laughs) Because you're going to start to go to your friend's parents' funerals. Yep. And then you're going to start to go. And so we're in the back, back to the joyful stage. Mm-hmm. All of the kids. This is the first of my circle of friends in the formative when we were all getting married and we were all young and friends kind of mm-hmm. stage to marry a, a kid off. No, oh, okay. So the first of it, and I kept that's I mean, other people observed that too. Yeah, you know. yeah. So I'm sure you're of, waiting for grandkids then. That'd be right. No one has grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, that um, you know of that we. <laughs> So, yeah, this next cycle is we're going to start to go to all these weddings of our mm-hmm. friends' kids mm-hmm. and, then and then continue burying their parents. Yeah. And then we're going to start going to our friends' funerals. Friends' funerals, yeah. Oh, I'm going to be really sad when you guys go. 
I'm, you know I'm going to go before you. I'm probably the oldest one here, but it doesn't matter. I'll be sad. I'll be sad you take better care of your health than I do. Very sad. Wow. That's well, I don't have that kind of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, we started as weddings. Pregnant pause. Yeah. <laughs> what I want to know is, are either of you going to leave your squad leader stuff to me? That's what yeah. I was thinking, I was too. wondering about what I was going to do with it all. Because Robin doesn't want it, and your wife no, doesn't want no, it. No, Robin, well, would, Robin would probably Will's put it the full set. Will, yes. <laughs> and actually, my friend Tom Barklow, we've uh-huh. heard him on the mention a lot lately, uh, I had kind of a deal that he's supposed to come into my basement and sort everything out, eBay it, Take what he wants as payment, and then Laura gets a percentage for charity, mm-hmm. and then he gets a percentage of. Now I don't know if that'll hold up, but it's worth a crudload of money. If oh, sure. My basement, you see mine. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have all the miniatures in yep. addition to all the ASL and everything else. I just have my ASL counters, which I've been autographing each and every counter. Mm-hmm. I've started that mm-hmm. process on the edge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that each one is going to be a collector's item, and uh, they'll be sold off in small batches. Something to look forward to, everybody. Yes. Yep, yep. But banter's not why we came tonight. No, we came for ASL. A special I hope. segment where we open a box. Oh, is it? What's it? It's, is is it time? An audio clip, as Will says, the famous "What's in the box." Go. Here, here are the words. Let What's me... in the box? Oh, let's try it again. Wait a minute. I came in a little late with the... Okay, go. What's in the box? Wow, that's a keeper. Did it work? That's, that sounds great. I'm going to throw out all the other ones. This is a segment we like to call What's in the Box? So Rich brought us a little something. Yeah, Rich. Well, first, Jeff, what do you have from our friend Alan? From Alan Finlay in uh, Canada. Canada, as they say, at Broken Ground Design. He sent us a couple of these, which is a game that he's created, which is a combination mouse pad and map board. Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And then several scenarios to go along with it. In fact, there's Ah. four scenarios here to go along with it, so you can actually play the game on the mouse pad with these scenarios. And these are scenarios. These are designed by uh, Pete Schelling, did two of them, and then Brian Martusas. Did two of them. Take a look at those, Bill. All right. Bill, why don't you describe one of those scenarios for us? Uh, I got one, uh, The Quick and the Dead by Pete Schilling. Uh, let's see. It's the uh, Russians versus uh, Green. Uh, That's the Axis or Allied Miners? Yeah. 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 I'm not sure who they Romanians are. Romanians or something? Romanians, probably. Roma- uh, don't see. Uh, the Slovaks. Slovaks. Oh. Yeah, the Slovaks. I played yeah, that one, okay. actually. Okay. Oh, is that the one? Yeah, it's all infantry. A few mortars and uh, not going out of order trenches and artillery. Uh, minefield. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Those look nice and tight and complete. Yeah, small. Cool. So you played on the mouse pad? You played on the mouse pad. Yep. Really? I played that one with... You have to remove the mouse, though. You have. You gotcha. cannot play the game squeaky, while squeaky. the mouse No, I thought that was there. like the giant tank there. Yeah. Yeah, I played... I played that one with um, the Goliath, Tom, and we're gonna we recorded a thirteen minute after action report. We'll get to it in another episode. And what else there? He's got one called. There's one called Earning Face by Brian Martuzis. He's famous. Yes, he's world famous. He beat me in the uh, what tournament did he beat me in? He beat me in the uh, the uh, little mini tournament they had with the Southwest Outpost guys and then the oh, Northern right. Illinois guys. Yeah, and he he beat me uh, last. In I think Texas? it was February. No, this is just in February here in Illinois. Oh, yeah, they assault open. Yeah, Brian beat me. Anyway, kudos to you, Brian, you lucky dog. Anyway, this is a Japanese-Chinese little scenario. Chinese got a flamethrower and a demolition charge. That's kind of fun. Looks like just, I guess these are all just tiny little little fun scenarios you can knock out in no time? Yes. Okay. That's the idea. It's mostly infantry. Yeah, no tanks in that one. Seven turns, though. Yeah, longer than you'd expect. Do they come with a vassal map? Can you p- play the... I do not know. <laughs> yeah, that's the question. Yeah, Michael and uh, Dave, I actually don't remember. Are these... These are not from MMP or other third-party maps. These are his maps, right? His these map. are Boys. Alan yeah. Finlay's yes. maps. Yes, So he's created these maps and put them on these mouse pads, and then... So are the mouse pads the only place where you can see that map? That's right. Or is there an actual... Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Actually, I'm not sure if Alan will also be printing the maps. No, it's just a mouse pad. Just a mouse pad. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. interesting. It's not even a complete map, right? It's half a map. 
half a board. Yeah. It's all you need. But it's not a real board. It's actually unique. He yeah, he designs boards. Okay. And so yeah. we have a picture of him holding up his giant uh, Breslitovsk mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. show, which looked pretty cool. Okay, but there is no half board that looks like this. No, this is unique. Yes. Okay. Yes. And his walls are a little different. They have different colored stones. Harder to tell from the I see. edges. I see. Another scenario, Jeff? I have Time is Tight by Pete Schelling. This is takes place in Belgium, December 26, 1944, with the Americans against the Germans. Five and a half turns, just six squads of Americans with a couple of leaders and a bazooka and a mortar against nine squads of elite Germans with three leaders, and they've got a... I'm going to need my glasses. They have a vehicle of some kind on here, along with some Panzer Shreks and and stuff, and I still can't... Yeah, it's an SPW something. But anyway, looks like fun. Is it a Battle of the Bulge time frame? It is, yes. Yes, it takes place in the Ardennes. I didn't know that this existed. That's cool. Yeah. And the fourth Mm -hmm. scenario, Will... Oh, so that would be uh, Iron Coffins by Brian Martuzos. Probably murdered the pronunciation there, so sorry, Brian. So this is the Greeks versus the Italians. That's an interesting matchup. So it looks like the Greeks have a handful of infantry, nothing too special. Uh, medium machine gun, light machine gun, demo charge, and uh, artillery. Italians have a whole mess of uh, infantry, a bit weaker than the Greeks. Uh, medium machine gun, light machine gun, mortar. And their whole thing is they need to run off the edge of the board. Yes, and I also played that one. I played that one with um, Tom Barcolo. And uh, won't give you the outcome because we also recorded an after-action report. Um, maybe, Jeff, we post those as specials only for Patreon Oh yeah, Ooh. subscribers. Mm-hmm. How yeah. about that? But who knows? And for anybody that camps in the backyard. Yes. Free so access. Right. We'll get Although those I'm too. being jealous of this outhouse you were, or outhouse you were talking about, uh, that was at this uh, barn. Yeah, you don't have those. <laughs> <laughs> like we might upgrade, upgrade you to the outhouse. Let's, yeah. let's upgrade that. <laughs> you should get one of those put in in the back yeah. for our other guests. <laughs> our guests. That sounded very appealing. Yeah. Well, no, it's nice. You may be wondering. Well, wouldn't this get boring being on the same board? Well, from mm-hmm. our first scenario played to the second, yes, we you know we knew. Like, if you got a mortar, you put it up here on that second-level mm-hmm. hill there, right, if you're right. anywhere near this side of the board. Things like that is true, but there's only the four scenarios for mm-hmm. it, and he's done a nice job, or they have, of mix, mixing up the um, victory, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. one's an exit, a two or take the buildings, mm-hmm. and then the other one, I forget, was points or something. But they're all different. Well, mostly different, and the, and he did a good job of turning the board, so you're never attacking from the same side, that kind of thing. Do, so do, he did a nice job with that. For does he have, if you have a knight scenario, do you flip it over? Yeah, <laughs> it's all black. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks exactly. like a knight. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put a mouse on it now and actually test its there functionality. You go, try that. Might help. Might look, help if you plug the mouse. It would be in. good if oh, you really? don't yeah. have much oh, time or you're trying to that. teach a new player the basics. Um, they are small and tight. Really, though, the three of us enjoyed them thoroughly. Really thoroughly. I don't know if I was in a good mood this day, you know, or what, but um, didn't care if I was winning or losing. But I enjoyed the tightness of it, not having to worry about Rich Bilkey running his tanks all around the back and coming in from my rear and stuff. It's just some Using good all old... Those clever tactics. Pretty much straight-up battles, although mm-hmm. the one was capture the two guns, and with the... Um, uh, who is that? The Slovaks. Yeah, the Slovaks. They got a hustle, and then the Russian reinforcements come in in their rear. So you got to go to. Oh wow! Maybe it depends where the guy puts the guns, as you'll hear us talk about later. But uh, split your force, take out these two guns fast, and then turn around and hold them from these Russians, which is a sizable reinforcements coming on, a huge threat to you. So again, that was it felt like a whole different, like, kind of like remember the first. Capture that gun, was that the name yeah, of that Yeah, Silence one? That Gun. Silence That oh, Gun. Yeah. That was one gun, right? It was one. Yeah, this is like Silence That Gun with two, mm-hmm. and the enemy coming up your rear. Wow. So it really was cool. And it was at a shelling design? It was a great design. Yeah. Really fun. How often do you get that kind of scenario? And it's, again, it's small enough, you don't have to worry about lots of different, you know, moving too many things. So because of the size of that. and uh, But it's like a tournament-sized kind of thing. It's like a beer and pretzels. Um, a little more complicated. A little more than think, that? Okay. But, yeah. okay. but right, and the size of the board, again, helps you keep everything yeah. focused. And 
So, but fun. And the, the board, you know, the mouse pad is good quality, and the scenario cards are good mm-hmm. quality. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, and Alan's beautiful a good colors. Guy. Yeah, yeah, and, and those are the counters he'll be selling at um, Broken Ground. And yeah. we did not play though on the mouse pad. Actually, we put it under plexiglass. What? Mm. Just saying. Yeah, we probably should have tried one moving on the mouse pad. Yeah, because it moves a little. I mean, it's spongy. But yeah. I think you have to redo that. That doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Dave. Oh, Jeff, this is fantastic. Can't believe we're here. Cuba, beautiful Cuba, Havana, the the home of Ricky Ricardo. Cuba Libre! It's beautiful here. That's what they yelled. Cuba Libre. When the Cubans gained their independence from Spain. I love just strolling the streets of Cuba. You find the most amazing stuff. Look look at this. A game store. A game store. What's that in the Look window? Is this a game on the Cuban Revolution? It's Bounding Fire Productions. ASL here in Cuba. Here in Cuba. Thanks, Obama, for opening up the trade with Cuba. Wonder which came first, Obama or Bounding Fire? Oh. They may have opened the door to this whole new era. They have all these great Bounding Fire products. It's great. They've got Into the Rubble. Into the Rubble, too. Into Havana. Into Havana, also. Crucible of steel. Crucible of very hot sauce. I'm loving this hot crucible, sauce. Crucible of guacamole. Telling you what. Beyond the beachhead, too. Blood and jungle. Can't look at this. You Every can... single amazing bounty fire product. Who would think, coming all the way to Cuba, we would find all this great ASL stuff? Wow. I know what I'm going to be spending my money on. I'm taking back all these stinking cigars. <laughs> I'm going to take me home some Bounding Fire. And you know, and if, if they charge for these games by the pound, these Bounding Fire products would be the most expensive. But they're not. This is an amazing bargain for your, for your money. And you know what the truth is? You don't have to go to Cuba to get Bounding Fire Productions products. How can we get them, Jeff? Just go to BoundingFire.com. Tell them the two half squads sent you. All right, what else are we out here? That's good stuff. Well, I brought back some stuff from the uh, Texas ASL Open in, in Austin. It was in Thank the, you, Texans. the week after uh, Father's Day in late June. Mm-hmm. And I brought back some gifts because those guys love you down there. Aww. Yeah. Aww, yes, that's really do. nice. They do. They we love sure the half squads. We love them, too, those, those Texans. They don't like me that much, but they knew that I live near you, so they... <laughs> They agreed to let me have the stuff. And, and these guys are really into what I call the ASL You're a mule. Uh, You're bling. just a mule. For <laughs> just a mule. That's all I have. <laughs> yeah, they're really into the bling. They are into the bling. I mean, they love the ASL bling, and I don't think I'm exaggerating. No. They, uh, I love these guys. They're great. They, uh, they have, first of all, everyone got a dice glass with their name on it. So I have wow. one of these now. Everyone, wow. all the players did. And it has, like, the Texas, you know, the Texas logo, logo of, their, of their group, their ASL gaming group. Kind of cool. They uh, gave away these little buttons. They're also, I don't know if you noticed on their website, but they're really into the most interesting ASL player in the world. Oh, yes. yes. Well, we, yeah. we have taken those with their permission and did the audio. Remember we were doing the audio versions of those? No, yeah. Yes, yes. Yep. There's like 10 of those different ones we yes. did. And then listeners started sending in some ideas too. Great fun. Yeah, it is a lot mm-hmm. of fun. They're really into that, and that's one of their themes, and I know you guys have picked up on it too. So they made these buttons. And I brought these buttons back for each of you. Uh, it says, I don't always play ASL, but when yeah. I do, all my hits are critical. Which does remind me of Will here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty much his, uh, his theme. Uh, see last episode, it was mentioned that Will rolls very low quite often. So that's kind of cute. Then they have these little ASL mouse pads, and then this particular one... Uh, so now i got two mouse pads. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's just the original, looks like one of the original ASL logos from the past, so it's nice. And then, one thing they did that was cool this year, they made uh, a counter sheet. This is extraordinary. This is really cool, and it's got every single player that was uh, registered for the tournament, a little hero counter, with their name on it. And their name is on the back, too, so when the, the, the hero gets wounded, you know, the name's on the back, too, which yeah. I think is kind of cool. And so they also have, then there was extra space, so they had some extra little counters made of some little And what did they add? Little things. Oh, you know where they got this idea, Rich? Who's on the podcast always saying he even made his own handmade 
uh, turn counters to have every nationality. Right, right, right. Me, yes. me, and look what they did for yes, me. Yes, they have some very special right. turn like nationalities that you never see. And so they did a bunch of those. Then they did like some funky location counters of different nationalities in a similar way that you normally don't that see. That was not my idea. And then they had these colorful, uh, you know how there's the no APCR and the no heat and yeah. the no smoke counters, and they all look kind of the same. They're white with the green lettering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, these are like color-coded, no ammo, running out of ammo kind of counters on the front and back on different colors. So they, they had extra space, so they used it. But the most important oh, yeah. thing is that everybody got their name on a hero counter. That's and amazing. there were two guys that didn't get to make it down to the turn, even though they talked like they were on the show all the time. Who were they? There's two people that we know, and I think they're sitting near me right now as we speak. It's not me. <laughs> it's not the Forgs. No. It so, couldn't be me, because I'm not on here. Oh, yes, you are. You're yes, there. I'm on here. You're there. They put Jeff and Dave on there as official and... I think, you know, Dennis Donovan and his sense of humor sent us a photograph to the Half Squad's Gmail and showing us this item and said, if you attended, you got this. And, I, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, okay, no, this can't be happening. I'm actually on the counter, Jeff's first counter ever. Yeah. And we didn't end up going, which means we're not going to get this thing. So I think, right, Rich, said we email you or him, or I said, like, Pay someone twenty bucks. Get me that counter sheet. Get one. I could Get one. I could send I could sense the desperation in your in your communications. <laughs> yes, I'm like this can't be happening. They could have made us on these counters, and then we don't end up going. And of course, Rich and Dennis both knew. Yes, Dennis and I had to twist some arms and break some arms. And did they it, have them for happen. us, or did you have to actually go? Back? Oh, we had to work hard. It's no free lunch. Do we owe you money? Give him his twenty back. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> we had to we had to pay to make it happen. No, well, it, it was. Uh, they love you. They'll do anything for you. Well, we appreciate okay. that, and I appreciate you hauling this back. Yes, it was my pleasure. It's kind of cool. So, so, it's so, really cool. So I, I want to compliment the Texas guys in other ways too. So the tournament was just a ball. I got to tell you about this. It really was unique. It was. Uh, I don't know. I just. I've just never been in a tournament like this before. There were seventy-four players. Quite. Quite. Oh, that's a good turnout. When I'm retired, which is only two and a half years away. All right. Well, then we'll write it on the calendar. Yeah. So it was fun. But it was more than fun. It was just, just, just. I don't know, it's hard to explain, but I'll try to. So first of all, these guys are just, they got this camaraderie that I've never seen before. I mean, most of the guys were us? from Texas, and Texas is, of course, a huge state. But these guys feel committed and dedicated. This is their tournament, it's the Texas Open, and they're coming. And they might be from a town that's three or four hours away from Austin, but they come anyway because it's their tournament. And they, they miss each other, and they're friends, and they can't wait to go out to lunch at the Tex-Mex or whatever. And they just, I mean, they're just, you could just tell, they just love every minute of being together and looking forward to this tournament each year. So it's just a really warm, I mean, I'm not saying the other tournaments I go into are not friendly. They are. Yeah. But this one was especially welcoming and especially warm. And I thought it was, you know, more more so than I've seen. It was really cool. Then they have this thing that I've never seen before. They call it Ferocity Fest which is where they have what they call a featured scenario. And I alluded to that a little earlier on the previous uh, program. They have a scenario that they pick, and you don't have to play it if you don't want to. I mean, nobody has to do anything they don't want to do. But generally speaking, you're encouraged to play the scenario on this first day of the tournament. And you can pick this side or the other. And it's not really about winning. You know, certainly you're trying to win. But it's really about getting the most points as either the American side or the Japanese side or the German side or whatever the case may be. And the way you get points is it's not just about the winning and satisfying the victory conditions. That's a part of it, but that's a very small part of it. You're really trying to achieve objectives or satisfy certain conditions. So in this particular scenario, it was a, it was an American-Japanese one that we were playing. It was actually a Tarawa scenario that we were playing. And so as the Japanese player, you're trying to win, but you're also trying to create a demolition charge hero. And you're also trying to kill his tanks with uh, close combat, or you're trying to do a bonsai charge, or you're trying to do this or do that as the Japanese player. Ferocious stuff. Yes, stuff like that. And as the American, you're trying to you know resist against that, or you're trying to do an overrun, or you're trying to use your flamethrower on the Japanese. or you know. So each one, so you're trying to do stuff, and here's the really cool part. You don't just check it off the list, Jeff. No, no, no. You don't just say, well, I did no. a bonsai charge. Check. No, Jeff. You have to do a lot more than that. Okay. You don't just check it off. In fact, it doesn't count 
if you don't do this next part. You have to yell at the top of your lungs whatever the phrase is that they have oh. pre-typed in there when you achieve these things. Whoa. So, like, if you overrun with your uh, Sherman tank, you don't just, well, I overran you, so I get the five points. No, Dave. You have to yell, you know, eat my treads, you slimy Japanese whatever. <laughs> you know, something politically incorrect like that. And if you, you know, do a bonsai charge and kill an American unit, you say something unpolitically correct in reverse that they have pre And so in the middle, so here you are with all these guys playing the same scenario at different parts of the game. In the middle of nowhere, you know, you hear somebody yell out, you know, eat this, eat my treads, or, you know, (laughs) suck on this demolition charge, or, you know, whatever. (laughs) And and so that's how you get the points. And so to me, that's fun. That's fun. To me, that's fun. Yeah. Sounds like something we'd do. And it's hilarious, and they're they're yelling this out in the middle of the game, and, you know, there's like 70 guys in the room, and they're screaming this stuff at random times. Anyway, I've never seen anything like it. Maybe it's old school to those guys, but I've never seen anything like it. They probably won't let you back into that hotel. Who knows? Who knows? They'll probably keep it moving around. But they'll, that was a lot of fun. to the tent out back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I liked it so much that I volunteered to help test the next scenario that they're going to use next June, which is what I'm doing now. That's one of the projects I mentioned that I'm working on. But, again, I don't want to reveal the details on that until yeah. I know more and get people fired up about it. But I'm I'm working on a scenario that... I think will be will fun, you know, being used in that manner. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. It was fun. So these guys are great. They run a great tournament. Oh, another cool thing is, you can or not, based on your own preference, be in the like competitive part or not. So at the end of the first day or so, let's say you're two and zero. He'll come up to all the two and zero players and say, "Hey, do you want to be in the competitive section or do you just want to play for fun?" And you have a choice. You don't have to take the competitive track if you don't want to. Yeah. And so a number of players bowed out. And some players did want to be on the competitive track, and they stayed on it. Anyway, I just think that's cool. I think that's just cool. fun. You could do what you want. Yeah. So it's sort of a mix of a competitive tournament and kind of do what you want, like like Aslock in, in, mm-hmm. in uh, Ohio. It's sort of a, a 50-50 kind of thing. But you went there to play something specific, is that right? Or did you go to play in the tournament? Um, I played the featured scenario because I yeah. was excited about playing that. And I enjoyed that. I actually came in second place as the Japanese player. There's a first place and a second place for each side. So I came in second as the Japanese player, and I won. Uh, what did I win? I can't remember. I think I got a $25 gift certificate or something or something, and that was nice. But then, other than that, I, I, I didn't play in the competitive so like side. like Victoria's I, Secret or something like that? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was Victoria's Secret, like yeah. all ASL players yeah. like, like to shop at. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Anyway, I just played random scenarios, just sat down and played different scenarios with different, play- oh, different okay. people. And I had thought you were going to meet Dennis Donovan there for some... He, he and I did play a scenario together. Oh, okay. And he shared with me you know, some of the songs he's writing for your show, but yeah. I'll let that come out on a different day, and, yeah. as, as it turns out. Yeah. But you won some other things, didn't you? Didn't you, Rich? Yes, I actually won the... Uh, now that you mentioned I won the most twos, which is hard for me to believe, because I never get twos. No. I had, I had 19 twos. You record your twos Whoa. and your twelves. And I also won the most boxcars. I won both. <laughs> I, had, I, had 20, I had 27 boxcars over the course of the three or four days. So you kind of have the reverse of a bell curve. Something like yeah. that. And I, and I had the, uh, how many twos? I said 19. I had 19 Good. twos, 27 boxcars. <laughs> I won them both. And for, and, for, and for that many players... To, yeah. win, to win both Something of those. Like the Major Johnson or the others? Yeah, what do they call it? They call it a name. Colonel Clink, I think you said. Yeah, they call it Colonel Clink, and they call it, who is that uh, World the War American, I? American, that uh, World Audie War Murphy. Audi, yeah, something like that. Oh, okay. Anyway, so I won those little glasses. I have them displayed now in my basement. Yeah. Kind of fun. Yeah, so hats nice. off to the Texas guys. It's pretty cool. Sounds like you made a good impression. It was fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. I look forward to it. You guys really got to come next time. It's a long way, but. It's shorter by plane. That's why God invented airplanes. But we were going to do the 20 mule team, which was longer. Together. Yeah. Drive overnight. Yeah. After I drove to Maine for 20 hours for vacation, yeah. I started to think, boy, I was trying to talk Jeff into driving 20 hours with just me in a van <laughs> to Texas overnight. <laughs> what the heck was well, I thinking? Well, you have a lot of podcasts to listen to. We, we do. Start and, and, and I did that when we were right uh, as a freshman in college. Four, four of us yeah. drove to Texas. Right. Oh, yeah. So it seemed, but boy, after doing Maine at my age, I was oh, like, yeah. yeah, that would have been a really long drive, and Jeff would have aided me forever. I doubt that. Just for a little while. I learned a couple of cool rules in Texas. Can I share those? Oh, yes. They're, they're simple. They have I, special I didn't, rules. I didn't know them. 
Oh, no, they're not special. There's rules ah. I didn't know. So one rule I learned is if you are in OBA, let's say your opponent has you in OBA and you're in a multi-story building, you can actually move down in your movement phase and not be attacked by that OBA. No. Because you're not getting less vulnerable and you're staying in the same hex. If you move to an adjacent hex that has the OBA in it, yes, you do get attacked. But if you move down, you don't get attacked. If I you didn't move know up, that. you get attacked because then you're becoming more vulnerable. So I learned that. Oh, some, you can some, move down but not up. So my opponent moved down in my OBA. I had him in OBA thinking that I had him in good shape. You know, yeah. He moved down and out. Out, you know, because then he left the OBA, you know, set of hexes. Yeah. So I'm like, you can't do that. He's like, sure you can. And I, sure enough, we looked at them. Of course, I didn't want to let them do that, but. Yeah. So that was a cool rule that That's I learned. A good one. That, yeah. I, that I didn't know before. Another rule I learned I, I, on one of the two critical hits, because apparently I had 19 of them, according to the people who <laughs> yeah. I had a critical hit, and it was like a 24 down two or three or something. Oh, Because <coughs> it was a wooden building or stone building, I don't recall. And then I rolled a 12, of course, one of the 12s, on the effects. And my opponent said, That's a dud. And I wasn't sure, because, you know, 12s often are duds, and yeah. people just automatically kind of call out dud when you roll a 12, which, yes. you know, is an, I, I'm sure I've done the same. But, you know, I got somewhere in my mind, I'm like, wait a minute. You know, I know to kill, uh, to kill shots with AFEs, 12s are duds. But for some reason in my mind, I don't know, it just caused me to look it up. 12s are not duds with HE. Now, generally, if you roll a 12 on an effects, it's going to be no effect anyway, yeah. so what's the point? But it is not a dud. In this case, it was a critical hit. So it was a 24 down 2, and the 12 became a 10, and a 10 on the 24, as I recall, was a 1 morale check. And sure enough, he failed the 1 morale check, because a 12 is not a dud when you're firing HE. Yeah, that is right. Or not on the infantry target type, anyway. Yeah, it's just an attack. So anyway, another one of those little rules things that uh, I didn't know before. Yep. Yeah, I would have just assumed it was a dud also. That's Jeff's rules. Every 12 is a dud. Well, generally, it doesn't matter because a 12 is going to be right. no effect anyway. Yeah, yeah. This just yep. happened to be unique yeah. where I rolled back-to-back 212. Wow, interesting. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, are you ready to go to Mayhem in Manila? I sure am, Dave. I've got my bags packed. I've got my passport and my hat. Do you have your OBA cards? No, I don't. How would I get some? Why, you'd have to go to... Ritterkrieg and order some. Ritterkrieg? I don't know anything about it. Tell me. Well, this is the great online store of ASL equipment, ASL wooden gaming products like dice towers, custom-made tabletops, an ammo box map and map case, and all kinds of ASL products. You can order yours today and have it shipped to Mayhem in Manila. I, wow, I'm going to get all that stuff. I know what I'll do. I'll tell my wife I can't afford to take her. But I'll take all my Ritter stuff with me. But Jeff, you might be able to take her because a donor has donated our air flight (laughs) to Asia. Sweet. All right, then this is the best thing that could happen. I can take my wife, I can take all my Ritter Krieg equipment, and we're going to... Mayhem Mayhem in in Manila. Manila. And these OBA cards aren't the crappy kind that we sold on our podcast. No. These are those really cool quality ASL OBA cards. It's a gigantic deck of cards that you can use for all of your OBA requirements. All of your OBA requirements. And do you know what makes ordering from Ritterkrieg the best option for any pre-orders? Tell me. They have free shipping. (gasps) Impossible. Take that, MMP. Well, that's a beautiful thing. So, how do we get to uh, order this Ritter Krieg stuff? Well, you simply go to Ritterkrieg.com, R-I-T-T-E-R-K-R-I-E-G.com. I'm heading there right now. See you in Manila, Dave. See you in Manila. Bookie style that no one else could play. He was the top man at his craft. But the 
then his number came up and he was gone with the draft. He's in the army now, a blowing reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of company. Hip hooray, we're living in the USA. One you yanks all holler thanks. Hip hip hooray. Welcome back, everybody, and now it's time for another episode of Quiz Show. Well, that's right, boys and girls, it's time for Quiz Show. And today on Quiz Show, we have uh, Team A, Jeff Hallett and Bill Forg, playing against, you don't get a bell. Oh, and you're I'm not just a product. It. I'm you're not a product. It. Well, you're I'm not a producer. It. That you only ring that bell when you're ready to answer the question. Okay, Bill, do not let him touch that bell again. Okay. <laughs> and Team B, not that A is better than B, so let's call them silver and gold. No, because gold's more valuable than silver. What's equal things we can call you? Team one, the dove. But one is higher than right. two. Team A and Team one. Team like A, that. there yeah. you go. Yeah. Right. Team A and you're right, Will. And Team one, Team one comprises stakes. Why? A1. 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 <laughs> I'm a little slow today. And that team is comprised of Rich Spilkey, who lives in the backyard in a tent, and Will Forg, who is the son of Bill Forg. And great guy, by the way. Thanks for coming, Will. Yeah, we well, appreciate so you yeah. coming. And you got some wit there, too, putting some zingers out there. We appreciate that on yeah. this show. Because. Our humor is rather dull without you, but <clears throat> it's repetitive. Ready? Yeah, ring the bell. No First team to ring the bell gets to answer. Okay. Oh, go ahead, answer, Will. Green. I just wanted to be included. Oh no, you are included. Don't worry about that, son. <laughs> Ready? Question one. Are these regarding ASL? Yes. Okay. Can we have I'm a category? I'll take. No, you can't because that's oh. way too complicated. I'm just going to be randomly reading off of these <laughs> can, charts. Can I go on a friend? No, you, well, <laughs> maybe we might open it up for that. We'll okay. see. We'll call Perry. We'll see. Yeah, and he'll answer. Ready? First question. Perry's sitting there in his Boy, jammies on the edge of his bed, small <laughs> waiting for the phone to ring. His wife's like, "When are you going to bed?" No, I'm just waiting for the phone to ring. <laughs> Ready, gentlemen? Ready. Since the movement phase and the defensive fire phase are considered one phase for defensive fire purposes, I'm already lost. Yeah. Can an AFV fire its CMG as defensive first fire and later fire its main armament in the defensive fire phase? Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is that's the way Jeff and that's I play. Very we just like roll very a die. Just roll a die, Jeff. Of course, yeah. I'm going to try and do that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's either yes or no. The question is whether Rich will let me or not. And yeah. well, the answer is yes. And if it changed covered arc to fire the machine gun, the appropriate case A dial modifier would still apply to the main armament. Mm. Oh, Team Jeff and Bill, jump uh, out ahead. I figure you can do anything you want. It's just up to the other guy to tell you whether or not it's legal. <laughs> But I'd try I anything. I think that's right. That's true. Yeah. That's what Korea is doing, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's true. Good point. Good analogy. <laughs> Next question. Is a leader without functioning support weapon considered armed for all purposes? I'm going to go with no. Oh, I'm sorry, Will. The answer is... <sighs> oh, can I, can I answer yeah, oh, now? Try. No. <laughs> <laughs> you are right, Jeffrey. <laughs> The answer is yes, ah, unless he is shoot. current. A leader is a leader without functioning sport weapon considered armed. I would have said no, Will. Well, he can't interdict. Yeah, he can't yeah. interdict, but he's still considered armed. I get. Wait, wait, did you know that, Rich? Sense. Yeah, I did. But why didn't you jump in? I didn't want to show off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I would have went with you. The answer is yes, unless he is currently being held as a prisoner. You are right. Well, what other word would fit in there? Uh, currently being held as a hostage. Yeah, a concert pianist. <laughs> <laughs> you could... Organ grinder. Yeah. Don't you play that music again no, from I won't. I won't. 38, 40, 50 shows ago. How is he considered armed if he can't do anything attacking-wise? That's that rich. Well, see, this is why Will is so awesome, because 
you know, I think I know the rules sometimes, but this guy argues with me. He's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. You shouldn't be able to do that. He tries to bring <laughs> logic sure into know. it. Yeah. He always brings, and he's usually right, but it's like, <laughs> it's the rules. I don't know what the logic ah. is. You know, speaking of, of laughter and songs, changing gears just slightly, we'll get back to your quiz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was watching Netflix the other day, and there's a program, Jeff, that totally reminded me of you, you and Dave in the beginning days of this program. They played that... I found out where that song came from, where she killed 300 Nazis with her gun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. saw the program, and there's, there was a, there truly was there, there was, was. A, there was a young the Russian lady woman sniper, yeah, right. s- oh, sniper yeah. who killed. And, and, I, and she came to the United States like on a fundraising, lend-lease kind of thing. Uh-huh, sure. And that's when an American songwriter wrote uh, that song oh. Pete Seeger about her. And it was like a whole program about her life. And they had that song. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the song that you played. <laughs> this is like eight years ago, and I'm still laughing yeah. about it. And you played that song before I met you guys. This is what made me do an attempt. And Jeff played that song, and it's a terrible song. I mean, it's just a really oh, dumb, right. well, it is, dumb I song. Guess. Yeah, I like it, but because it's dumb and it's about World War II, and, and, that, and then Jeff at the end of it goes, "Well, <laughs> hell, that's a real toe tapper." <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> and I was right laughing so hard. I mean, I was crying, tears rolling down my cheeks. I didn't even know you guys. It's a real. And I thought that, that was, was so good. funny. Anyway, so, so she well, has an armed single man counter, single woman counter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess. And what's funny about the early days again? Now I'll digress. Um, was we didn't know we want we wanted the show to be other than about ASL, and you know, thank God. At some point, we <laughs> we decided, like one of us threw a little joke out, and, <laughs> and then the other did, and then. We kind of found that ground because if we were just trying to keep it straight, like, oh, we better not be joking around. Be as oh exciting my. as the rule book. <laughs> this would be. Yeah, really. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of the rule book, ready? Oh, yes. Ready, yes. Um, Back if, to the show. If, if a fanatic half squad recombines with a half squad that is not fanatic, is the resultant squad fanatic? No. You are right. Did you actually know that? Yeah. I'm impressed. Good job. Can, you must be playing the Spilky. squad recombine. Yeah, this is um, it's, it's not, not it's, good order. Yeah. It must be Fanatic's good question. order. Fanatic's good order. This is official. Rata Berserk honey. is not good order. Oh, no, I, I answered one correctly. <laughs> I took a guess and I answered it correctly. Just thought you should know. You know, I want to say we had the argument on what's uh, counted good order and not when we were playing the last bid. And I, f- I forget the exact... Uh, the not. exact reason behind that argument. Well, Berserk, got rather Berserk not is not, not good order. Pinned is still good order. No, no, we good ordering? Order. Uh, we had a fanatic hero, and he got wounded. So I was. Oh, I that's was, what the argument I was. was going yes. back and forth. Does he wound as a fanat- as a hero or wound as a leader? Right. It was a heroic leader, uh-huh. and he was wounded. wounded. Already and, wounded. He was already wounded, and he failed a morale check. check. Which means he's wounded again. If he's a leader. And so he wanted to roll, you know, the single die where you have a 50-50 chance at that point. Plus one. Right, which ends up being one through three being okay and a four, four through six being dead. And I said, no, he's a hero. And if heroes that are wounded fail a morale check, they're eliminated. They don't even get that, do that die roll. And so we had that debate. I would say he's a leader first. That was my reasoning and it didn't work with Rich. Oh, okay. He's a hero. Yeah, because I think it's the later rules that supersede the earlier oh, rules. Oh, okay. I, I think well, it clearly could... says someplace. I can't remember yeah, now. but no, It's not clear. Never clear. <laughs> well, clear <laughs> enough. Anyway, we had that debate. Ready. Anyway. May a cavalry leader provide a movement factor bonus to infantry in his location? That's a great question. Is he on his horse or off his horse? I don't know. Ah! Well, <laughs> if, he's not, if he's cavalry, he must be on the horse. The answer is yes, so long as the provisions... Oh, you, did, you, you didn't give us a chance to answer. Okay, we'll throw that one out. <laughs> Can a, wait, 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 I have one for you. But it does make sense. No, you can't he, ask a question he, of the he, questioner. He, <laughs> what, you go to the Spanish Inquisition and is you it, suddenly reverse the no, comfy it's, chair? It's, with, yeah. No, it's similar, it's similar. If you're carrying a wounded leader, mm-hmm. uh, a multi-man counter is carrying a wounded leader, does that wounded leader's two movement factor bonus apply to that multi-man counter? The answer is you roll a die. Odd, I get it my way. Even, you get it your way, and we keep playing the game. 
That's a good way to do it. Uh, I'm going to say yes, it does. Yes. Yeah, I would think yes. yes. Yep, that's true. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you can direct. Point for Team Dave. His voice isn't wounded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's yelling over his pistol. He's, he's British. Run he's faster. got a strap. Riding crop. Riding crop. You blighters, run faster. <laughs> go, go, boys. Can a minimum move be used by a multi-man counter to conduct an infantry overrun against an adjacent single-man counter? No one's stinging. Oh, I don't know. I don't know for sure. <clears throat> Which question did I read? Can a minimum move be used by a multi-man counter to conduct an infantry? I'm gonna. Yeah, I don't know. What do you? What do we take? I'm gonna guess no. Sorry, it is yes. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I didn't huh. know that. Oh, yeah, the, because, that. right, minimum move, you don't have enough movement points to enter anyway. Having the leader adds a crap load more. you got to pay double or so, something. Yeah, so you'd be like, probably not, but minimum move is minimum move, I guess. Okay. If a single man counter is being attacked by an infantry overrun, can it choose the option of being moved to an accessible location if it already has a first fire counter on it? I don't know for sure, but I will say yes, it can. I am sorry, it is no. Oh no, my goodness why would gracious! A, a single single man counter have a first fire counter. Well, be, apparently because could be a he's hero. armed. <laughs> <laughs> well, he could have a light machine gun, or it could be a hero. That's true. That's true. But apparently, he, well, if he has a first fire, he can't move. I'd like to remind everybody that today's winner is going to take home the home version of ASL. Jeff, did we years ago when we did this last time? Did we put a, per, a pink mark to start here? Because we already did all these questions in a previous quiz show? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, listeners, if some of do you are get, sitting there going, I swear, point? 10 years ago I heard these questions on the last quiz show, you might be correct. I'm do jump. I get a point for Well, that? the fact <laughs> that I've gotten two of them wrong is an indication that, you know, I How, must not have listened very carefully. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think anybody would mind hearing these again. <laughs> well, go ahead and skip I'm going to jump over here anyway. Maybe I'll do better. Some of these are really long questions. No, two of these are marked in pink. Oh, well. If a leader uses his leadership modifier to direct a fire group in defensive first fire, then later on in that same phase, can he direct a fire group in which some units or support weapons are using subsequent and some are using defensive final fire? Oh. PFF. You just got to hope that rarely or never (laughs) happens, I think. Go ahead, guess. I'm going to say no. He can't. The answer is yes. Oh, yes. But for only, fire, only if only all the units, fire. support weapons involved, for are fire. the same ones that had directed in the previous first fire attack. Oh, okay. And that was in the 89th oh, yeah, annual, people. Okay. Come on. Yeah. So that's a yes caveat. That was just like five years ago, the 89th annual, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I got bad yeah. news for you. Longer than that? <laughs> really? <laughs> when were you born? After Three that. years after that. Okay, well, <laughs> so we have a small advantage over you. <laughs> so, I mean, either you invited Baby to the table. Or... Well, he, he wasn't listening when I read it to him. In the <laughs> Here's some good ones. Would a unit placing a DC across an open ground hexide be subject to a snapshot? Yes. The answer is no. <laughs> I was going to go with the S2. Wait, wow. Just says no. Next question. May a snapshot be made versus a unit that is exiting the plane area? Yes. No. (laughs) What? Hmm. We have to fire these players. This game is rigged. Okay. Let's move to some easier questions. (laughs) We need that. Thanks, (laughs) (laughs) What does IFE stand for? Infantry fire equivalency. Woo! Yes, nice. A. What does ROF stand for? Rate of fire. There you go, team one. What is Rich Bilkey's middle name? Tent Man. Oh, how did you know that? <laughs> Not a name you hear every day. What is Jeff Hallett's favorite color? Hot pink. How did you know that? Vodka. Is that true? <laughs> How about what is the to hit numbers to hit a target type vehicle to hit a vehicle at a range of 
13 to 18, both black and red. Range of 13 to 18. Eight and seven. You are correct. Whoa. Yeah, amazing. That is good job. Extraordinary. What is the modifier to shoot at a moving vehicle? Plus what? How many? Come on, people. I can't get more basic than this. It depends upon how many movement points you've seen it for. Oh, you oh, you trickster. Oh. Tricking the question, man. <laughs> you are correct. So be, it's at least plus two. I meant the plus two. I know, I know two. that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, yeah. i got a quiz question for you. Go back to that two-hit chart. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know the exact range, but it'll be, let's say you have a uh, 88 double L big German gun. Mm-hmm. Whether it's on an AFE or not doesn't matter. And let's let's go to twenty five hexes. Look at twenty five hexes uh, to hit in yeah. vehicle. But, but no, look at area target type. Area seven red. It's seven, but then aren't, doesn't doesn't the double L gun get some kind of a benefit? Oh, right. I always forget to apply those things. Plus two. Right. So you can hit it on a nine area target type, whereas if you were closer, it would just be seven. You are oh. right. That is not logical. I'm, I'm just saying. Is that logical? Of course, your odds. Because you'd prefer to hit it with a infantry target type if that's what you were aiming at. You know, for more effect, right? Plus, yeah. you get, plus you get rate of fire possibilities when you're firing infantry target type, say. But I'm just saying, area target type at long ranges when you have those really good L L guns and double L guns, yeah, are quite amazing. At greater than 54 hexes, it's normally a five with a plus two. It's seven. Average die roll could hit. But area target type. Area, right, right. But still. Next question. It's a long one. Listen closely. Does an attack from outside a factory, you guys have just played the last bit, versus a location of that factory... Okay, I'll start again, because I'm already confused. (laughs) Does an attack from outside a factory versus the location of that factory leave the same residual firepower as an attack of the same type and strength made from within the factory, considering the different TEM applicable to the attack? I would say... Oh, i got to ring the bell. Or do you want to go? Go, go? I'll try. I'm going to say the residual firepower is probably different. I would agree. Which means yes. They wouldn't ask the question if it wasn't. hindrances within the factory. Correct. That's what I was thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're saying it's different? Well, because if, yeah. if there's a couple hexes, dip, let's say if it's point blank shot, it's the same, I suppose. But if it's a shot from you know something more than point blank, then be, there's the factory hindrances, which would knock yes. the residual firepower down. You guys down. are right. They're saying yes. The building TEM applies if the moving unit is entering the location by crossing a non-building hex side, right, or by bypassing. Otherwise, the factory TEM applies. So, yeah, that's what you're saying. You are right. Um, Next question. Residual firepower with an airburst is increased by one column, but when it is resolved, which I forget, but when it is resolved versus infantry, does the plus one TEM for the woods apply also? I'll say no. Sorry, it is yes. Really? Because the neg one TEM for airburst is already accounted for in the increase of the residual firepower. Oh. That's what they say. Oh, so on the residual it counts. Yes. Okay, so the residual firepower goes up by one with the airburst, but then when you move into the woods hex, you get the plus one for the woods. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, makes sense. Okay, here's one for you. Wait, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) This just happened to me uh, at the St. Louis tournament. This is... Team challenge. <laughs> team one is challenging team A. Ah, okay. <laughs> no, I'm That'll challenging work. the host. Okay, go ahead. If I shoot a little, let's say a little plinky 50 millimeter mortar mm-hmm. at you, and okay, so I have the mortar, you're the infantry guy moving towards me, mm-hmm. and you hop over, let's say, a wall. Oh, no. You hop <laughs> over a wall coming towards me, uh-huh. but now I'm shooting at you, and my, my line of fire does not cross the wall. So, like, you're kind of, you're an open ground, basically, as far as yes. I'm concerned. So if I shoot at you, 
my to hit number, assuming I didn't have it acquired, is going to be 9, right? Because that's a 7 area target type. You're moving in the open, minus 2. So I need a 9 or less to hit. Let's say I hit. What is the effect on you as far It's 2 firepower. It's not a critical hit. It's 2 firepower. What is the die roll modifier on that shot for the effect? Plus 1? Correct. It's plus 1. You get one less than the wall. Even though the line of fire did not cross the Correct. wall. They still give you some credit. It's yeah. crazy. I, it just happened to me the other day, yeah. and I'm like, I can't believe it. He, he called it on me, and I'm like, no, that can't be right. It, it's right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Is that in the wall Good job, rules? host. How am I doing this? Because I'm not <laughs> I think it's in the wall Somewhere rules. Somewhere buried in yeah, the wall, wall rules. I kind of remember some weird thing about it, so I kind of went weird on the answer. But next question, boys and girls. That's a good one. Listeners at home. Is residual firepower lowered by one IFT column if the firer is CX? Uh huh. You are correct. Is it lowered by one if it's directed by a six plus one leader? I'll say no on that one. Sorry, it's yes. Darn, I am just well, off. Really? Unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah, of course, how often that. do you have a 6 plus 1 leader even on that? And why, well, why would you direct the fire with a 6 plus 1? And, why, and then yeah, if you do, you're not directing the fire. Yeah. That is correct. You would not, right? You just Generally not. I mean, you'd risk the cowering. Right. So is yeah. that the uh, punishment that you get for leader directing with a 6 plus 1? Apparently so. <laughs> yes, yeah. you should have something. Right. I guess the only time you would consider directing with a 6 plus 1 is if you had like a heavy machine gun with rate of fire or something, and you wanted to retain the rate of fire, very important to retain it for some reason, and you didn't want to cower. And lose rate of yeah, fire. Yes. Then it might be worth punishing like, yourself like with a six plus lane, one, right? Yeah, or a fire lane. Can't yeah, yeah. Good lose. point. Then it might be worth directing it with the six plus one, I guess. But I, I don't think I've ever had I, that. Uh, Rich just got a six plus one in our campaign game. I think you should try this out. <laughs> I think we should test the theory. <laughs> yeah, test it out. See how yes. well it works. Yes, I got a six plus one leader. I created. Are you proud of me? Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> if a machine gun's restricted covered arc prevents it from participating in a squad's subsequent first fire attack, must its use be forfeited as per, per rule 8.3? So, its restricted covered arc prevents it from participating in a squad's subsequent fire attack. Is it forfeited? Forfeited forever or forfeited just for that shot? As per 8.3. Yeah, I don't know. Really, Nat? Anyone want to guess? I don't know. Free guesses, no penalty. No. You are right. Woo! Um, it can use the LMG. No, wait, sorry, wrong answer. The answer is no, because the MG was not usable in that subsequent first fire attack. But you could use it for final so it fire. So it can be used it. Yeah. S- because of what? Yeah. Yeah. So um, if a half squad uses an LMG during defensive first fire, can it use both the LMG and its inherent firepower? In the subsequent first fire or final fire in the same phase? I think so. <laughs> no. 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 It can use its LMG or its. You guys should not be listening power. to me when I tell you this yeah. stuff. Yeah. I'm like wrong. I am like I'm, I'm wrong seven out of eight times or something like, like that. <laughs> Last fi- final few questions. You're going to go home with the consolation prize. The tent? Yeah, me. We'll now Will's going to be questioning me even worse yeah. <laughs> than he was before. May a machine gun counter suffering from ammo shortage create a fire lane? Absolutely, positively, no. You are correct, Jeffrey. <laughs> and can a machine gun set up in an alternate hex grain fire lane, can it do that along a continuous slope? Rich is going for it tentatively, yes. but he's going. You are correct. Woo-hoo! I got one. <laughs> he's vindicated. Yay. And that is our last question on Quiz Show. Good Quiz Show. Oh. And the winner is? Well, we're number one, so. It's a tie. Yeah. I uh, have a quiz question for the for the quiz. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I got two out of two tonight so far. So. Well, I think you'll know the answer to this one because you and I actually played a scenario where this happened or similar to this. If you are, let's say, a passenger in a half-track... Your passenger and half track, like a squad or something. I don't use half tracks. Okay, say squad and half track, and you bypass your half track bypasses, let's say a woods hex, and stops 
can you unload, assuming you have enough movement points left, can you unload that infantry while the half-tracks and bypass? And if so, like, how do you do that? Uh, the answer is yes. Okay, so if you unload and someone wants to shoot at that infantry, where do they shoot at them and what are the modifiers? In the woods, hex at plus one. Oh, non-assault, though, even up? It's non-assault movement. But it's at the covered arc focal point of the half-track. So you do get plus one for the half-track and minus one for the non-assault, so basically a zero. But you don't get plus one for the woods. You don't get the woods. You don't get the woods. But then let's say you survive that attack. You're not pinned, Mm -hmm. you're not broken, whatever. Now what do you do with the infantry? And nobody, and you're done, they're done shooting at you now. Nobody else wants to shoot at you. What do you do with that infantry unit? They have to be in the woods, don't Correct. they? Correct. Now they yeah. go to the woods. Oh, okay. In fact, even if you break or pin, you go into, the, you go into the woods. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But you can actually unload Terminate. and bypass, which sometimes, depending upon line of sight, can actually be good because maybe they can't see the covered arc focal point, but they can see the, the woods. The woods itself. See the hex okay. itself. So you can like, unload behind the woods. You can do it yeah, safely, yeah. Right, right, right. And then end up where you want. Oh, cool. that's a good one. Yeah. Remember we played that cavalry scenario and I was unloading my cavalry uh-huh. in my pass in a, in a similar right. kind of way? Yeah. You didn't like that? No, I didn't like that. <laughs> well, it's never nice when a horse unloads. <laughs> <laughs> good one. <laughs> That's good. Well, the night is getting old, gentlemen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. The company is not, but the night is. Should I guess we we'll call up, that. Jeff? Yeah, we'll wrap that up. That's another great episode. Hope everybody enjoyed that. Been and a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot oh, of fun. Thanks, guys, for coming. We really appreciate Bill and yeah, uh, making for the trek us. here for then the broadcast Foxhole and Rich. Always a pleasure yep, to thank see you. you. Always, and thank you for the for hauling these Bringing heavy goodies swing. back from Texas. Yes, it cost a fortune and yeah. extra shipping fees. Yeah, I'm sure the airline probably dinged you dearly for that Indeed. stuff. So thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time. Remember we'll to sign off right now, saying remember to roll low and rally well. But, but not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I got the majority wrong. I feel so embarrassed. I can't believe it. I was awful. The final fire firing thing, to me, I don't think I fully understand that at all. Yeah. That, that I you, think there's a good flow chart in the, there is, in, in the Texas uh, one where they have what if the machine gun, can it fire, can it not? Someone, it, I think I got a printed out copy yeah. from a computer made one. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's yeah. a four page flow chart from, <laughs> for all of that. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I haven't seen that. It's on the Texas uh, I think so. site. I believe so. Okay. I think someone gave